Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nadie and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nadie and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadie, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies and TV is Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm recording from our new home that uh, our family just moved into. How's the moving going? Oh, it's it's kind of a pain. It makes you understand why people pay movers. But it's exciting, and the dog and the baby are happy to have a new place to play. And we have a nice, cool, big TV to watch things like Runaways from Marvel. That was a nice segue. But before we get to that, I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, because it was just me by myself last episode, because we just couldn't schedule a time to record together, which I am going to give you time to tell your thoughts about Daredevil Season 3. But I don't know if I mentioned that my wife and I are expecting baby number two. I don't think I officially announced that, but we're expecting baby number two. We found out the gender on October 4th that we are having a little baby boy. Oh, you wanted to be like us and have a little boy. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Just like you. (laughs) Moving on to Daredevil. So, yes, I dedicated a whole episode to my thoughts on daredevil season three i absolutely loved it yeah moving on my opinion now yes katie please (laughs) share your opinion i I actually i was i was gonna boycott listening to the episode without me but i did listen and it's really good if you guys haven't listened yet um nathan has some pretty good tidbits about daredevil and i actually agreed with a lot of what you said daredevil was really good it was by far the best of all the seasons and it was probably one of my favorite Netflix Marvel TV shows. I really thought that just like Luke Cage, that the villains stole the show. I still am like Meh, about Matt Murdock. Like, I'm, I think it was great that they had him go through a crisis, like a sort of a who am I? What am I going to do? Am I going to kill? Am I not? So it's almost like he went through the same thing Luke Cage went through in season two. Like, it's almost literally the same thing, except Luke Cage, you never find out if he decides to be a hero. And at least we got some closure for this, where Daredevil decides, no, I'm not going to kill. So, yeah, I loved the villain. Absolutely loved the villain. I think they did a great job with the side character. Interestingly, just like I mentioned in Iron Fist, I felt like they did sort of highlight mental illness, but in a way that makes you feel like they're a villain, right? They make it very obvious he has a mental disorder. And that is what's making him this violent person. Uh, But I loved how they had, um, how they had Wilson Fisk, like manipulating him using that. I thought it was so great. Last thing I'll say on this, my only negative about the show was Karen. I don't like her acting. I don't like her lines she's given. I don't like her as a character. She's just selfish. Everything she does is dumb. She's kind of like the Jane ruins everything. It's like, the only time Karen ever is involved, she messes something up and it drives me nuts. So I don't like Karen. Foggy's whatever. Don't like or dislike. 
But if they took Karen out, this would be a six out of six for me because Karen was in there. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. I'm surprised you gave it that high because I remember when we fought, watched the first season, you really weren't on board with Daredevil. And I, it's because of the villains. And I, and I felt like they developed Daredevil well. And I really genuinely felt like these were some of the best fight scenes uh, and not overly violent, but just really <laughs> stinking good. I love Wilson Fisk. And um, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. There's a really big rumor going on that they're going to soft reboot Daredevil with a new series called Echo, which is, uh, I think they're going to have a a deaf superhero named Echo. And the rumor is that they're considering that a soft reboot season four of Daredevil um, because those two characters interact with each other a lot. And they're rebooting um, Wilson Fisk and in introducing him back into everything in the Hawkeye show, which if you know me and Katie's opinion on Hawkeye, I could care less about Hawkeye, but that trailer for the show actually looks really good. And the fact that Wilson Fisk may be in it just makes it even more interesting. So you gave it a five. So that is your thoughts on Daredevil season three. So now we can officially move on to this past week's homework, which you already mentioned. And that is season two of Runaways. And I'm very interested to hear your thoughts because we kind of shared text back and forth as we're watching this. I think I probably shared a bunch of text with you about my thoughts. You finished this way before I did. So before we get into our thoughts, our likes and dislikes, as always, please, Katie, give us a quick synopsis of Runaways season two. I will. And, and I want to preface, I did not finish before Nathan because I thought it was so good that I just needed to know what happened next. It was more like, get it out of the way. All right. Baby Ben is going to help me. Um, I'm going to try to make this as brief as possible since I did a daredevil. Oh, uh-huh. So basically, Nathan, the story is kind of the same thing it was season one. It's a bunch of kids who have, geez. Okay. Hey, Ben. Can you stop for a moment? Do I need to give you a dog toy? Here. Play with that. Okay, moving on. Basically, Nathan, it's the same as season one. We have a bunch of kids who have evil parents who they're trying to escape from slash defeat. And then they have an alien bad guy named Jonah who they're also trying to defeat. So there's sort of two villains there, the parents and Jonah. This time you see little bounces back and forth where the kids are kind of teaming up with the parents against Jonah. Um, we find out a lot of things. We find out Jonah is Carolina, the blonde girl's dad. We find out that he's also the one that killed Nico's sister. We find out that the parents are sketchier than we first thought. They like continue. It's not like they did the sacrifices and they, and then they stopped. They have like continued to kill people, do whatever they need to do to save face um, and I would argue that the season uh, ended with a cliffhanger. So we. Oh, Ben said, yeah, he hates when it ends on a cliffhanger. So go ahead. But this season, I mentioned this to you before. I, I said that if it wasn't saying that it's strongly connected, which it's not saying that, but the fact that it's called Marvel's Runaways makes you think that it's going to be strongly connected to everything. If it, if it wasn't going for that, I think I would be more interested in this show. 
even though there's a lot about this show that frustrates me immensely. And it's mostly that even after Jonah dies, because he gets killed by uh, Nico in a pretty epic scene of his death, but even after that happens, and the parents even say, well, now that Jonah's dead, everything's good. And I'm like, okay, cool. So maybe they're going to be good now. And no, they just continue to be these bad people. And I don't, like, part of me is like, I don't understand why they're still bad. Because, because they basically, the kids and them basically have the common, they've had the common goal this whole time, which was to kill Jonah. And even you said they do partner up to do that. Yeah. And then after but, that, you you would think, oh, everything's hunky-dory. Everything should be good yeah. now. But and I then, don't know. I don't think that's the parents' motive, though. Think about it. They were evil before they were trying to get rid of Jonah. They were evil because they were all selfish. And Jonah told each of them that they he would, you know, they all had whatever reason they were in pride. He basically baited them with whatever selfish thing. He was like, I'll let you be successful if you help me. So I think from the beginning, the parents have always been evil. They've been just wanting to get whatever they want. And it wasn't until halfway through the season last time that they were like, oh, wait, Jonah's evil, too. Um, But yeah, they really they really go all out. They go so bad. And I guess I forgot to mention this in the synopsis that they begin using violence towards their own children. Well, and I think that confusion starts because you don't realize at first that Jonah's, I guess, alien spirit isn't dead and so they have the ability to go from person to person and so that's why some of the parents become i guess quote unquote more evil because they're it's not the parents anymore they're now they're possessed by the spirits of the aliens which you don't know like i didn't notice um the mom with the glasses oh yeah i didn't notice that that happened and so her character just up and becomes this weird like when she takes off her glasses it's kind of like superman but evil yeah yeah but then you realize oh okay she's evil because she's an alien person now and then nico's mom is also possessed so hers is funny yeah hers is funny but if you don't understand like if you're just watching it at first you're like i don't get why this is this is dumb but then they're like oh it's because that's the personality of the alien that's possessing her so I'm going to tell you the the plot was OK ish. I mean, it kept me on my toes. But one thing that annoyed both of us and you texted me about it was there's a guy there's this one scene. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but this kid named Topher shows up and there's like two, maybe three, maybe just two episodes that really focus on this kid. So you think it's going to be the re- relative of one of our runaways so that's going to be a big deal. And you think it's going to be some major plot point where he's going to become a bad guy, anything. And he's just this random side character. And he has like a character arc in one episode and then goes away. And it in no way advances the overall plot. So that bothered me. And then, of course, I've told you this last time. I can't stand when they're forcing things. And chemistry is chemistry. Okay. I feel like it is completely unrealistic and in no way does it have me convinced that Gert, this like super liberal social justice warrior and this jock rich kid are like madly in love. 
I don't believe it. They are literally opposite on the spectrum, not in a good way. I don't believe it. And also they're mean to each other. And then you have this other couple, a like gothic Asian girl and a overly, like a super religious blonde cheerleader girl. And they apparently are in love literally after um, they're like, we, I love you. And I'm like, you just decided that you liked each other like two episodes ago. It just, to me, I get that they're trying to make sure they're inclusive, but if you're going to be inclusive with like having different types of relationships or inner interracial or like different LGBTQ relationships, it just feels so forced. It doesn't feel natural at all the way they do it. Yeah. I was saying to you that it feels like, and, and I think we've discussed this before. It feels like almost every show I watch nowadays, like just, they feel the need to have that in there. And sometimes it's like, okay, I get it. And then sometimes like, I guess in this case, it's there just to be there and it doesn't make any sense why it's there. It's just to have it in there. I don't understand. Like if you had to ask Carolina, the character, what is it about Nico that you like? I I can't even picture what she would say. Like, I don't understand what they like about each other. Especially now because Nico killed her father. And there was that episode because I guess Carolina was trying to become close with her father, even though her father killed people, like killed a bunch of people. And you, you and I talked about this because if you haven't noticed already, listeners, Katie and I talk about these shows as we're watching them. And so I was like, they're too quick to forgive. And then you said, well, shouldn't we all be quick to forgive? I'm like, OK, that's besides the point. Right. I think it is true. Show, in the context, yeah. t- context of the show, though, her father is a straight up murderer of people. Like he had people sacrifice other people to keep him alive. And right when she like, it felt like right when she found out that he was her father, she automatically, maybe not right away, right away, but almost automatically wanted to get to know him and hang out with him and snuck out to go hang out with her dad and keeping all these secrets from these people that, that we're supposed to believe that they're like a tight group. But this season, like everyone's lying to each other. Yeah. And like, I, I kind of like the character of Alex because I like that he doesn't have powers. And I like I kind of liked his side story that they had with him and Darius and him being introduced to Darius's, I guess, sister-in-law. No, he's he's Hawkeye to me. He's Hawkeye. Well, he's... I, I but I enjoyed his character because I cared more about his storyline than I did about anybody else in the show. Yeah, and they're the I ones do... with the superpowers. <laughs> I do agree with you that. I guess when you look back 13 episodes worth, I don't feel like our heroes were really heroic. They didn't like, there was not hardly any moments where they like banded together and successfully did something. Like even when they defeat Jonah, it's not like they all worked together. It was just one person, Nico, and she does it by herself. Um, So it's, they don't like the runaways implies they're almost like an Avengers type group, but teenagers. And I don't feel like they, did that. I will say I, a positive is I do really love that the kids are having battles, whether or not to go back to their parents. I think that's so good. I love that. They're like toying with their mind. Like it doesn't matter how evil the person is. It's still my mom. It's still my dad. And you're like seeing that struggle where they want to come back. Um, I, so I liked that they had several of the characters all have a little moment where they like, kind of wanted to go home 
Well, another reason I like the character of Alex is because he was my mindset of everything going on. Like, you know, you had Carolina coming in and saying, hey, we have to save my mom. And Nico's like, yeah, we have to save your mom just because Nico, whatever, likes Carolina. And um, but but Alex is like, no, because they still kill people. And and, you know, they use the argument that you just used that, oh, she stole my mom. And I'm like, yes, but if you're if you're a parental unit, like going back to Jessica Jones, right, it's her mom, but her mom straight up killed people and was like manipulating Jessica to to help and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it just goes, like, well, she's still my mom. But yes, but your mom's a psycho murderer person. And that's exactly what these kids are in this situation. And Alex is the only one who has the brains because he's the brain of the group to be like, no, we shouldn't be helping them because they've killed people. We should bring them to justice. Uh, okay. But here, here's my problem with Alex. Alex went rogue too many times and I'm a team player here. He went rogue multiple times. Didn't ask the group also got the group in bad situations multiple times and made dumb choices and got also, he's naive and got duped several times. Mm, no, I, me, I, mean, I agree. I agree. And that was something I reached out to you about too. I'm like, Alex is almost always wrong. And, but, but I still, I still agree with his logic of that. They shouldn't be helping the, their parents or like rescuing their parents and giving their parents the benefit of the doubt because, you know, at the end of the day, they, they're still bad people. And that's why like when chase leaves, cause chase leaves the group and goes back to his dad because his dad is lying to him and saying that he's sick because it's not it's not really his dad anymore jonah the spirit of jonah i guess possesses chase's dad which i think is kind of cool and funny because he played a bad guy in smallville but i brought that up before so now he's like the new bad guy along with nico's mom and gert and molly's adopted mom now at the end of the season they've captured chase Carolina, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and they've got them in test tube uh, things. And Chase's mom. And at the end of the season, they're like, hmm, who should we kill? So now you're like, ooh, which one are they gonna kill at the next season? Which does hey, by the way, that's that's a script writing error. Why would they consume and sacrifice Carolina if Jonah's whole thing is saving his daughter and Carolina? Like, why why would she be like she wouldn't be an option? If it's actually Jonah, Jonah's the whole time trying to get Carolina with him. I feel like that was incorrect. Well, because at the end of the day, they're still bad people. <laughs> so he's willing to do whatever he needs to to stay alive now. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. What do you think is going to happen? Where's this going to go? Are we going to just, is it, do you think it's going to just be another third season of like the kids versus Jonah and parents? It's going to be Round another three. season of nothing happens. Because this show only lasted three seasons. And we had we've mentioned before that apparently Cloak and Dagger, the characters from that short-lived TV show, come on to this show. So we're assuming that that happens in the third season because it hasn't happened yet. Um, I have heard that it dives even more into like Nico's witchcraft stuff with the staff and everything. So it goes deeper into that somehow. I don't know. Like I've said before, if this show wasn't trying to be connected to the Marvel stuff, I probably would be more interested in it, but because it doesn't, I really don't care. Um, but yeah. I will say, I think the first season we mentioned that it literally didn't mention anything 
about right. now there Marvel. was some random references i and think so, rocks a cart no no that's something else. rocks on, rocks on. Uh, is still the company behind pride and all that stuff which is connected to iron man and then there was one moment that they mentioned something else and i was like oh my gosh they mentioned wakanda they mentioned wakanda alex says it like as a throwaway thing i'm like oh wakanda was mentioned and there's the connection right there boom there it is well i'm gonna say just getting the ratings um i don't remember what i rated the first season but i would like to say this season for me ranked lower the first season you at least have the excitement of like who are the people you know you're like finding out who everyone is and what's going to happen where is this going to me, again, it was like season two was just like a long version of the next episode from season one. <laughs> a really long version. Uh, so I'm going to give it like a three. Because eh, that means the actors are good. I will say that. I don't feel like the script's corny too bad. But eh, it's just not doesn't make me excited to watch. Yeah, I'd probably give it a three as well for for the same reasons. Well, you yeah, agree. We agree. Okay. We agree. But moving w- done, let's move on because I'm very, 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 very excited about the next thing. Still TV shows, though. No movies. Yes, we are still, we're getting closer to the movies. I think we have this homework assignment and then the next one's a TV show. And then we get back into the movies. So movies are coming back soon. But this next homework assignment is another character that has been rumored to be uh, soft rebooted and actually may have a tv show on disney plus even though this character it's going to be interesting to see if they can do that because it is season two of the punisher which again is i think daredevil luke cage and the punisher were my three favorite netflix shows just because the acting the action and just overall storyline was just really well done and so season two of the punisher is coming up next So, yeah, that's what we'll be watching. But before we go, I was going to do like a one-off episode, and I still might, dedicated to reviews of movies that are in the Marvel Universe, kind of, sort of. And, you know, I was going to do a review of the second Venom movie. Are you planning on seeing that, Katie? Because if you are, then we could review that together. If not, I'll just do a one-off episode. Yeah, I think I'm doing something that weekend. So, yeah, no. Okay, cool. Well, I'm already going to give everyone a hint of what I'm going to call the episode. I'm going to call it a big bucket of suck. So that's that's the preview title when I do my review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. But the only reason I'll review it is because it is it is tying into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, well, spoiler it, alert. It has to be. It yeah, has to be. So. I'm surprised it didn't make it on our chronological list then. I'm glad it didn't, but I did go see it. I saw it in theaters just because I wanted to see the post credit scene, even though I already knew what was going to happen in the post credit scene. There you go. Well, but anyway, so The Punisher season two coming up next episode. So, Katie, do you have anything uh, to say to leave us? I like zombies. Like what? I like totals. What? I like totals. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, 
you can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.